Every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news and discussions plus reviews of the films, TV shows, and music we've enjoyed or otherwise this past week. In addition to our Say Something Nice challenge, in which we challenge each other to say something nice about the best and worst in pop culture. Be sure to check us out at ssmpodcast.com and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, and TuneIn. Be sure to like and share the show on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where we are under the handle SSM Podcast. And be sure to comment and rate us five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Brandon. This is Ken. This is Ali. And this is the Say Something Nice Podcast. We are recording today on Sunday, July the 29th, 2018. One week, well, a little bit less than one week after the end of San Diego Comic-Con 2018. And so we'll be talking a lot about the trailers we saw and the news we heard and all that kind of stuff. But first, we wanted to uh, catch up. It's been a long time since we talked about movies. And so I thought maybe we would each talk about one movie that we've seen over the last couple of months that we haven't talked about with each other yet and what we thought of it. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, movie that we've seen. I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> well, y'all, y'all thinking about the movie because I, I almost had one because, uh, well, last week I actually went to Cleveland and visited John. Me and John hung out. It was awesome. We saw Hamilton. Hamilton is awesome, you guys. Hamilton is it, it's it's amazing. It'll change your life. Um, I know the tickets are sold out from now until um, your children graduate um, high school, but you know, buy it for a high school graduation gift for your kids. It's really awesome. Everybody should see it. Uh, no matter what cast, the cast we saw was awesome. As good as the people who were on Broadway, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while I was up there. Uh, Turner Classic Movies happened to show The Phantom Toll Booth, which is uh, Chuck Jones' adaptation of a 1960s uh, kids novel about a little boy who goes into like a world where words and numbers are, are arguing with each other. It's not his best work, but I hadn't seen it in a very, very long time, so I was interested in sort of seeing what it was like. Um, I thought I'd talk about that, but instead I saw something different last night that I want to talk about instead. I finally saw Love, Simon. I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard of Love, Simon. It's a coming-of-age uh, dramedy about a teenager who's in the closet who knows that he's gay but doesn't want anybody else to know that he's gay because he's scared of, like, you know, his life, if his life will change, his family will change how they treat him and all this other kind of stuff. And so he starts an pen pal online relationship with a boy, an anonymous boy that he meets on his on the school's Tumblr page. Uh, side note, schools have Tumblr pages? 
Ali, you're the young one here. Um, do schools have Tumblr pages? I hope not. <laughs> I really, genuinely hope not. Everybody has a Tumblr. Uh, uh, but yeah, so um, they're going back and forth with um, uh, pseudonyms. But one of like the like like the um, uncool kids in the school finds out Simon's emails, and so he basically blackmails him. You know, I'll tell the whole school that you're gay if you don't do this and that and this and that for me. And that's sort of what sets the plot in motion. It's a really good movie. Um, better than I expected it to be. Nick Robinson is good as uh, Simon. Alexandra Ship, who talks a whole lot of, you know, nonsense on Twitter about black people hating her because she's light-skinned, playing Storm. She's really good in this. I would prefer that she, you know, behave herself on the internet because she's going to ruin what could be a very good career in acting. What do you mean? You, you haven't heard, heard like how she's like always on Twitter because people don't like her as Storm because, you know, she's supposed to be playing like a young Holly Berry. So she's light-skinned, Holly Berry's light-skinned, Storm is dark-skinned. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's very angry. They want, they're hoping that, you know, the next story we talk, the first story we talk about when we get to news um, happens all the way through so that they can, you know, get rid of her. Mm-hmm. And so... She's talking on Twitter talking about how she experiences more racism from black people than she does from white people because she's mixed and light-skinned. And she's always talking about, I'm not going to lose my job just because Disney is buying, um, is buying Fox and all this kind of, kind of stuff. And so, you know, a lot of people, especially black women, don't like her at all. She should have, she, she's one of those people who should just, you know, if she should just take take all the the comments aimed at her in stride and just ignore it. She should log off. And just keep it moving. She should, moving. She should log off and let her, her, her agent hire a social media director. Because holding out for universal praise, everybody knows that never happens. So just, just log off and just forget about it and just keep on doing you because uh, like Brandon said, in Love, Simon, you... In fact, funnily enough, if Brandon hadn't t- said that that was Alexandra Ship, you I wouldn't, wouldn't even have known. She she's really? so because because of the way she's styled in in um, um X Men versus in this movie, it's such a radical difference that I, you know, I didn't even, you know, I never realized it was her. And in the movie, she's one of the best actresses on there. Yeah. So. This, and, it, and not and not comparative, not just comparatively, like literally, she's a really really good actress. She's very good at emoting. She's very she's very believable. In the role. Right. Yeah, like, she's, like, really good. Like, um... I mean, it's just a great movie. Um, It's set in Atlanta, but it's set in, like, the North Atlanta. Like, it's set around Chastain. It's set in that area. So, you don't... So, I don't recognize a lot of the locations. Except for the cities. Except for the skyline. Um... But you know, like it's it's um, Nick Robinson, Alexander Ship. Um, what's the other um, kids' names? Uh, Catherine Langford, who Ali tells me is on Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of his his best friend in the movie is the is the protagonist is the female protagonist in Thirteen Reasons Why. Okay. And um, what's his name? Um, Jorge um, Lindenborg Jr., who's going to also be in Bumblebee. Um, it's worth noting that Alexander Ship and, and um, Jorge um, Lundenberg's characters are not um, people of color in the book. Or at least they're not, at least as far as I can tell, they're not described as such. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and of course, as um, 
I don't know if you know, Ken, Natasha Rothwell is in the movie. She plays the drama teacher. Yeah. We were, we, we, when we found that out, we were very happy. Yeah, she's really good. Oh, my God. They let her ad-lib. <laughs> I half, half her ad-lib, I was like, does she realize she's in a children's picture? <laughs> oh, but she was perfect. Yeah. That's, the black, that's the black drama teacher. Yeah, yeah and, she brought, and she brought the drama part. Oh, yes, she did. Oh, yes, she did. But it was, she, it was just enough for her. Oh, are you seeing Love, Simon? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, awesome. Awesome. We can talk about it for real. So we can talk about Miss Keenan then. <laughs> see that? You see that? You see what you just did? Wow. You see wow. What you did? <laughs> right, spoiler alert for Love, Simon, if you haven't seen it. Um, but um, yeah, so Keenan Lonsdale. <laughs> I feel like as if having him in the movie spoils the movie. What? No. Yeah, it spoils the movie. Because if you're a young because think about it. Who's going to watch this movie, right, Brandon? Who's the demographic? This, this young, movie? young, conflicted, closeted gay teenagers. And what are they always on? Instagram. Right. And who's on Instagram being a whole... <laughs> Popping uh, uh, pop and flossing? Keenan. Yes. Thank you. So when you put him into a movie about coming out, who do you think the titular character is going to end up with? I mean, he could have been one of the white boys. No. No, it's not. You're not going to put Keenan Lonsdale. You know, where Keenan Lonsdale was on Flash and then having be a very, very background character, right? <laughs> no, but um, I ain't going to lie. I cried me some happy tears and I did cheer at the screen when they got their little kiss. Because you don't ever... Cause, and I also listened to audio commentary with Greg Berlanti, because who's the director and a couple other people. Like, the way the movie set up is like, there is a certain regularity to a lot of the proceedings. Because the idea is that, you know, it's an attempt to normalize what often is, like, made to be weird or unusual in standard, like, big-budget Hollywood films. You know, gay people doing regular stuff. And so, like, little, like even little things, like the very last scene where, like, he's picking up all the kids to go to school and he gives Keenan his coffee and they kiss. It's like, oh, look, I forgot to see this in a movie. Sure, Jen. <laughs> Did your heart grow three times larger, Brandon? It did, actually. <laughs> it's just I was. It was really enjoyable. The parents are fun too. Um, Josh Duhamel and Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Garner as someone's parent. Because the funny thing is that Josh Duhamel as the dad, he's the dad is clearly homophobic and trying to like his best because this is his kid. Like it's uh, it's not. He never says. I don't but think it's, he's it's homophobic. All his, it's all in his acting. You had to watch his face. He does not know how to address his child. At all. No, uh, Brandon, I think saying he's homophobic is a little far. What you, I don't think you, you, I don't you, think you, that's you, the right word. I think he was not prepared. He probably doesn't have a familiarity with homosexuals. Guard. What you remember how in the first uh, from the first scene she's talking about the um the dude on the bachelor is gay. And he's so fruity and all this kind of stuff and everything like that. Okay. That yeah, that father was wholly unprepared for. He. Uh, I don't think kid. he's. I don't think he was homophobic. They, I think they were saying I, the way they said that they were kind of addressing how soft the father really is, and uh, how feely he is. I think that's what they were trying to get at. Uh, it, it, that's what that's what I took away from it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Also, there's a deleted scene on the on the Blu-ray. Um, it's removed because it, it lives right out of the movie. Um, I do wish they kept part of it. Um, at, after the, um, Simon gets outed on Christmas Eve on the um, on the Tumblr. Uh, and he doesn't answer Nick or Abby or um, Leah's calls. 
and text. Nick comes over in person and drags him out of the house, and they go to, they go to the Eagle, Ken. Huh? <laughs> what? What happened? He what said, happened? You heard what he said. <laughs> they go to no. the Eagle. <laughs> Who dragged him out and took him to the Eagle? Nick. The light skin. The light. The light. The dude. That light skin dude with the hair. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. They can't get in. And do the doors like. Um, I think you twinks one next door. It's like a different club next door. It's not the actual Eagle downtown. Like it's a. It's clearly like Tyler Perry Studios back lot where they took the Eagle sign and put it in the window. I don't know how two teenage boys <laughs> thought they were going to get into the Eagle. <laughs> in what universe? But so they go inside, and Colton Haynes for, uh, from the Arrow mm-hmm. um, hits on Nick and go takes him out to the floor to dance. And he's gonna get him shots and ask how. And then the the uh, bartender's like, "I need to see some ID first. It's like, "So how old are you?" He's like, "I'm twenty. I'm seventeen. And they get kicked out. <laughs> but when he goes home, he's drunk because they they already had somehow got drinks already, just not. Mm-hmm like liquor and him and the mom get into this argument about this is why I didn't want to come out mom I don't want to become your um your because she's a psychiatrist I don't want to become the family project the family isn't gay I'm gay alone it's it's it's, it's all on me if they had found a way to reshoot that and, re- and put it into the movie I think that would have been awesome but you know the whole thing had to lift out because you know he came home drunk from a gay club so well they didn't need to have two scenes where he comes home drunk so oh, yeah so but they I mentioned that, that though in that scene. It's like, so he comes home from a, from a party. It's so fine. He comes home from a club. It's not fine. Huh? The, the, um, the dad uh, is arguing with the mom. So when he comes home from a party drunk, it's okay. But he comes home drunk from a club. It's not okay. Hmm. Like, where do we draw the line as parents? I don't know. Maybe you draw the line at the fact that he's underage. I would say that too. But yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's I mean, my... Sorry. Go ahead. That- no, I, I was going to say, that's, 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 that's Love, Simon. I thought it was awesome. Everybody should see it. Um, uh, Ken, you go next. I don't have anything. You don't have anything? What's the last movie you I saw? can't think of anything right Ken, now. did you see Incredibles 2? I did. I did not enjoy it. Okay. <gasps> so there you go. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. Both me and Ken saw so Incredibles 2. I, oh, I mean, I can talk shit about Incredibles 2 all day. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. No, not the clapping. <laughs> it was the same fucking plot from the first movie. Oh no! Except just just with uh, just with Elastigirl. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the animation on the villain. I thought she was great, t- but you knew who she was. She was the villain from the like they or like they damn near, not orchestrated, but choreographed it. It's um, here. Wait, wait, Ken. You said they choreographed it. No, they put it in her name. Oh yeah. <laughs> Her name Which tells they, you that she's the villain. I mean, they, didn't they just steal that from, like, He-Man? Anyway. Um, <laughs> even though I enjoyed her and her lush ways, like, if she would have just been, like, the cue to her, that would have been awesome. Like, everybody needs a saucy woman at the, at the, um, at the computer. Shit. <laughs> so, I mean, why not? She, she gave me Al, uh, Alfred and Cisco all in one. But from a woman's perspective, mm. um, it was same plot. There was I thought there was a lot of lazy animation, especially coming off of Coco. Um, like even in the crowd scenes, you saw a lot of the same play, uh, characters used over and over again. Like they might change the hair or the clothing a little bit, but it was like you would have. It's like you could tell where they cut corners. I'm trying um, to think oh. of what's the best crowd scene I've ever seen in a CGI film uh, before. 
Oh, also, on top of that, they insult you at the beginning of the movie saying, you know, it takes time to make a movie. And somebody in the theater yelled, we had four fucking car movies already. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> My theater um, looks quiet. That's funny. Um, That's what else was there? That I thought there was lazy parts of the animation, the plot. I did like some of the action, but I thought there were a lot of chase scenes. Um, there were a lot. I mean, I don't mind you hitting on hitting on things from the yeah, last. There were movie. three chase scenes in this movie. Yeah, I, I don't mind. Like, there's okay with having an homage, but I do have a problem with a sequel, especially a sequel that takes 15 years, like using the same plot from the first movie. Um, Jack Jack was fun. Oh, except yeah. in the same way that a uh, baby Groot was. Um, so they should have a short where they team up. Um, what else? Cause he, uh, I, I hate to say it, but, uh, Elastigirl's, uh, the voice of Elastigirl, what's her name? Um, I forgot what, what, Brandon, what is Elastigirl's, um, voice actress? Helen Hunt. My headphones are off, by the way, you guys. I'm trying not to spoil myself. I haven't seen Incredibles 2 yet. You haven't seen it? Mm-mm. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna end it on this. Um, as a voice actress, she's aged. So I can only hear Ali. So like, just Ali, okay. don't spoil anything. <laughs> I won't spoil anything. She's so, aged out the role for me. Um, can you hear it in her every, voice? Every time, huh? Can you hear it in her voice? Yeah, I could hear it in her voice every time I heard her speak. I'm like, is this a mom or a grandmother? Yeah, because I was. Uh, I was a little worried about that because I saw interviews of her and I was like, you're starting to sound. Older. I mean, she's like right. 50, right? Helen Hunt was a star in the 90s. Right. Yeah. How old is she? Hold on. I'm going to look it up for y'all when y'all talk. And in addition to that, it's like, I'm like, so is the reason that Jack Jack has all these powers is because he has birth defects because you were smoking uh, menthols? Uh, wow. Wow, Ken. <laughs> wow. Um, I did love that Violet got some character development, but Dash really didn't get any. None. Um, Dash- I don't. I thought it was weird the way they started. It's kind of like, you know, this set the setup, now that I think about it, the setup was really weird in order to get them to the same place where they left in the last movie, even though this movie takes place right after the last movie. Yeah, like literally five minutes. Right. Like, so we're just going to start, you know, the whole thing was just kind of off-putting. And it's like, expect more from Pixar. Yeah. So let, let me t- do my take. So my take on this is this, uh, without spoiling anything. Um so I liked it's it's a very clear difference in animation, right? The the look of everything. I've I've also been looking at comparison shots and of scenes online mm-hmm. uh, where people put them side by side and there's definitely an upgrade, right? People's faces just look more natural. They they put things like freckles. Wait, wait, my bad. Not Helen Hunt, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter, not Helen Hunter. I thought I thought so. Um who I think is still the same age. Uh Holly yeah. Hunter is sixty. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, She's from Conyers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. No, not so, T-Y-G-A? So, Never mind. So, yeah, there's clearly, there's clearly there's clearly an, an upgrade in terms of um, the, the technology that they're using, the, the engine that they're using for the animation. Um, giving, giving, it's clear from the trailer, it's not a spoiler, this is clearly an Elastigirl movie. All right. Um, she is the one who gets the time to to really shine here. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, even though, um, um, even though the director said that he had this plan from the start, 
it's kind of curious that it came it comes on the the heels of the me too movement mm-hmm. so you know curious anywho um the kids the kids are fine um like ken said violet gets more to do um they forget all about dash again <laughs> um, Jack Jack is doing is doing the most because like his name suggests he's a jack of all trades um, yeah that's all I can really do like like I said the, the plot is you can see right through it if you're an, an adult and if you're a very you're one of those kids who's like has like extra sensory <laughs> like you know it's it's you can see right through it um the i think it was a mistake to give certain people certain names because then if you read it too hard into it you you understand what role they play i i don't know why they did that like that that was cute in the 90s but now if you do that it's very see-through um uh the action was fine again they actually introduced more um you know superheroes so if you want to see the world expand a little bit more you know you get to see that um but other than that that's it i just thought it was an okay movie and like kinson after 15 years i kind of expected more um i mean this dude went off and made like four cars movies that is so annoying no, and aggravating to no him. brad bird didn't make cars movies he, he didn't make it but i'm just saying lassiter who yeah lassiter who lassiter was the one, one. Okay. Brad Bird went off and made what, what <laughs> oh, live Mission action Impossible. movie that didn't work? And then he made, he made a Mission Impossible movie, didn't he? Yes, he did. He didn't yeah. my headphones back on. Then he made Tomorrowland. Which did not Which, work. <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, well, you better make Incredibles 2 make people happy again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and he did. But anyways, like I, I agree with Ken. I feel like as if that was very anticlimactic for a 15-year wait. So, all right, and that's my take on Incredibles 2. All right. Mm. So let's go on ahead. Um, let me make sure these things still work the way they used to. Um, and let's go talk about a little bit of news. Ooh, I haven't heard that in a long time. I'll do it. All right, first up. So Elf in the Room, we already talked about it and sort of kind of broke the ice. Um, as of Friday, um, the shareholders for 21st and 3 Fox and the shareholders for Disney all got together and voted and shit. And they've approved um, Disney buying most of the entertainment assets from 21st Century Fox. That includes the 20th Century Fox film and television studios and all the stuff that they own, um, like The Simpsons, American Dad, Family Guy, Empire, Star, um, The Planet of the Apes, Avatar. It's a long list. Um, very long list. Home Alone. Um, they're also purchasing all of the all of Fox's entertainment cable channels such as FX, FXX, um, National Geographic, and all that kind of stuff. They are will be required by the Department of Justice to sell off the Fox Sports regional channels because they own ESPN and it'd be a monopoly if they kept them. Um, they are not purchasing the Fox Broadcasting Network who will be, if you, as you guys saw a while during a pilot season, they canceled a whole bunch of shows to make room for more live sports. They're buying the rights to the WWF, WWE, show my age, uh, to show that on Fridays instead of pro, um, scripted programming. And they're not buying Fox News. Fox News staying with Fox and will become the centerpiece of this new corporation. And that's not scary at all, is it? 
that they, now they don't have to worry about trying to please Negroes who want to watch Empire and Star. They can just, you know, act the goddamn fool. Not scary at all. But hey, we'll get some good X-Men and Fantastic Four movies finally, right? Which we actually will, I'm sure. Because um, that's the main thing everybody cares about. The fact that, you know, Fox owns the uh, film rights to the X-Men universe and the Fantastic Four universe. Which means that now Marvel has the rights to almost all of their stuff. Sony still has the rights to like any side of Spider-Man stuff that isn't Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and his like direct related characters, it seems like. Um, but otherwise, everything is at Marvel now. Mm-hmm. And you know, people have been hype beasting this shit for a long time, talking about we're going to see the Fantastic Four appear in Avengers 4. I'm like, y'all realize they already shot the damn movie. Number one. And number two, they can't do that shit until after every piece of the merger is final. Like, legally speaking, that won't happen until the, like sometime right around when Avengers 4 comes out. So maybe if, it, if they have time, like, the day before, like, the week or two before it comes out and they can slap some people into a studio to shoot a, um, a little post-credit scene, sure. But before that, no. That's not going to happen. Um, but, I mean, we talk, I mean, how do you guys feel about this? I know, because, you know, um, it does make Disney super large. Um, I'm not terrified by it myself, but like it does, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little concerning. You know, it makes Disney super large. You know, a couple thousand people are going to lose their jobs because there's no more need for the Fox distribution um, network because uh, distribution channels for, for film because that's all being handled by Disney now. So all like the redundant, you know, um, positions are going to be eliminated. So there's going to be a lot of people in the Hollywood looking for new work and worldwide. You know, in like, you know, Fox, since they distribute worldwide, they have people in every country, basically, who are doing those jobs. Um, and that also, this also means Disney will own majority interest in Hulu, even though they're starting their own streaming service to compete with it. But yeah, so, Ken, how do you feel about all this? Um, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what, it, like, you know, you're talking about the logistics of this thing. And, um... Mm-hmm. Because I'll be happy to see, you know, those properties in better hands. I'll say that. And, you know, and see how they all, all these characters will be able to interact. Um, but it, it, I'm, you know, and I'm very anxious for it, of course, because I'm a fan of the comics and all these characters. But at the same time, I don't know if they'll be able to really, like, appease fans with the number of films. Like, right now, uh, Marvel has increased their output so films to three a year, right? Yeah. I did not enjoy Ant-Man. Um, really? I think second it, one? Yeah. I think on purpose they did the, the way they did it. Like, you know, you had these two big blockbusters this year. You had Black Panther. You had Avengers Infinity War. And then Ant-Man was a smaller movie, which is fine with if it being a smaller movie. But it didn't feel like it had the polish. It didn't have the touch. Somebody didn't really go over the script and think about this or plus it like they usually do with these other movies. And like, that, like Amy Pascal was talking about, yes. Blessing. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel that love on this movie. I felt like it was just okay, and they were okay with that because of the momentum of the other films. I don't think any. I don't think I could have done anything to. I mean, not after that. Not after that last Avengers movie. <laughs> like, well, but I, you could have delivered a film where you didn't have three antagonists that weren't weren't all jokes. Um, but but Ant Man never struck me as as even the first one never struck me as the kind of property where the the um 
where the antagonist would be anything more than, you know, comedic relief. Um, they could at least be good. I mean, I didn't just say I watched I mean, the second Ant-Man movie. I don't understand how you just said like a, a movie, a movie or any property where the antagonist is more isn't anything more than comic relief. Well, because it's Ant Man, I don't take him seriously. That is, okay, <laughs> are we you supposed don't. to? Uh, yeah. I mean, why not? The, I'm just because Paul and by is saying playing a, a, Paul is playing a joke, I don't. I'm sorry. Let and me. He's explain. like a comedian. Uh, like that's not it. That's let him not explain. the character. Let me explain, Ali. What I meant by them being a joke is. The antagonists weren't strong in this movie. I didn't mean that they were comic relief, even though two out of three antagonists were comic relief on that regard. You can have somebody comic relief, but they had, they wasted the character of Ghost after they built up this really great story around her. Most of the best action scenes were actually in the commercials. Um, This is true. And overall, it was just like, they just wandered it. I understand it was supposed to be, you know, a smaller movie. You can have a smaller movie or whatever, but... Um, with that said, you can still make it be good. I can still care about these characters. And there was just stuff that Ghost did that just didn't make sense. And it's like they had a great setup for something, and then they just kind of like, you know, didn't kind of, it just didn't, like, the execution was just off overall. So um, they brought up certain ideas, certain things. Certain things were great. Some things were just like, what is going on here? Um, I enjoyed the first Ant-Man, so maybe I'm in the minority by the, about that. Yeah, I just I actually, saw it a couple of months ago. Yeah, I enjoyed the first. Um, I and, you know I really enjoyed Michael Pena's character in that movie, and I think Michael Pena's charm was kind of. Uh, I heard they didn't let him ad lib this time, but um, I think his charm was kind of like wasted in this film. Um, that they he said had that they movie. had actually recorded another one of um, for Michael Pena's another another one where he recounted the events of um, of um, the first film. No, where he recounted the events of uh, was that civil war? Yeah, that's yeah. Where he recounted the events of civil war, mm-hmm. um, and they cut it out of the movie. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, because but, I think the reason why they cut it out is because you would have had to have cameos of the characters from civil war, and they couldn't get it. It might have been too much money, or they just couldn't get all the the people to come back because they have to move their mouths so that Michael Pena can. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but overall, I I could not wait. I saw it at Essence Fest for free, and I couldn't wait to get out of my seat. Damn! But it, but at least I got to see Tatiana from um, Fan Bro. She was cool. I took a picture with her. That's um, awesome. Yep. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I was like, that's, and I didn't mean to insert an Ant Man review in here. But I'm just ref- um, I have faith that they're going to do a good job next year because they're they're going to introduce Captain Marvel and that film has to be strong mm-hmm. because she's going to play a big role in Infinity War. So they ha- and people don't know about the character of Carol. I mean right. Carol Danvers. So they really have to do a great job in building her up. Hopefully we get a, a teaser trailer at least this um, next month um, in August. Next month. Why would we get a, tra- a teaser trailer then? Well, if the film comes out what in March. It comes in March. So a teaser trailer coming up soon. It should be, because yeah. we just got a trailer for Shazam, and that comes out in April. Yeah. So, um, will there be like a Disney event to unveil the trailer, or is it just we're just gonna drop I, a trailer? Where is I, D, when is D twenty three? I know we talked about it being this year. It has to be in August, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's in August. So probably then. Okay. Um, but I I just want to see what they're gonna do. Are they gonna be able to increase their slate and still keep up the quality? 
That's what I meant to say. Yes, that's my biggest concern. D twenty three is oh. next year. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is next year. It's okay, the, I made a mistake. Other year, but they right? they should release a trailer though. Yeah. Um. Also, on top of that, um, God, it is in August, but it's August twenty nineteen. Okay. Uh, Sorry. I need a mistake. Um. What was I going to say? Um. On top of that, um, what's going to happen to Deadpool? Because he doesn't really fit. Well, no, um, they already asked Robert. That was the first thing they asked him like months ago. He's like, Deadpool's fine. We can, we, we're leaving him R-rated and leaving him basically alone. What I assume that Disney will do is mm-hmm. they'll keep Fox as Fox. They want they own the brand like like all the trademarks associated with Fox. You know, the dun 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 and all that kind of stuff. They'll just keep making movies under the Fox banner, like all the stuff they would have made under Touchstone or would have had Spielberg make for, Spielberg make for them mm-hmm. under DreamWorks. They'll just let Fox make those movies. So they'll have their regular slate of, you know, Fox stuff, you know, and Deadpool can come out over there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw Iron Man 2 as well, and um, I had some issues with the back half of the movie. Some things that just kind of plot holy. I was like, I don't, you didn't explain this. This doesn't really fit anywhere here. Um my highlight was I, I mean I don't know I was I sat in the in the seat and I was like okay I'm waiting for the Michael Pena part because <laughs> that's that's honestly the part that I always um that I knew I'd laugh the most at uh, it reminds me of you know the part uh, after the first um after the second X-Men um reboot film you know, everyone was like, okay, so, There's quick, fast. so yeah, Quicksilver needs to be the thing that needs to happen in every movie where you need to slow down time and have a, a, a music, a classical music, uh, you know, a song play over as he tries to do whatever. So yeah, this is, this is, um, this is Ant-Man's version of it. It's Michael Pena. So hmm. I was waiting for that to happen and it was, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, like Ken said, it's, it's nothing to phone home about. It's it's there. It exists. That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, that's a little bit, you know, disappointing. But yeah, as for the whole, like, so we'll keep an eye. The Disney Fox thing isn't final, final yet. Because they have to get approval in other countries. I think they're good with the U.S. government because, you know, Trump loves companies like their people. Um, but every place else... Um, across the world has to still approve it because it's a, you know, it's a uh, multinational corporation, both of them. Uh, but I'm under the impression that they won't run into too many issues, but we'll see. Oh, so now I'm, now I'm waiting to see what random country is going to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if those X-Men films are really going to come out. Oh, that was the other part. Thanks for reminding me, man. Um, so there's rumors that um, New Mutants and X-Men Dark Phoenix are so settled with problems, awful and unreleasable that they're considering just shelving them entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is just rumors right now. And there's rumors that, you know, they don't want to do reshoots on New Mutants because the, the actors don't like each other and all this kind of, kind of stuff. Um, the thing with uh, Dark Phoenix is that their reshoots were already scheduled for like fall anyway because everybody, everybody is a star in that movie and so they couldn't get bowed together until fall mm-hmm. anyway so there's no telling whether or not Dark Fiends will come out on the other side of all of this a decent movie New Mutants has just been a mess for a long time 
Man, I'm, I'm hearing so many rumors about this movie, man. Like, how do I know if it's real or right. just people talking? I, a lot of I think it's people talking. A lot of I think it's people floating stuff out there because they want a certain outcome to happen. Just so, so they want, do they want to destabilize everything and just sort of squ- um, force them to squash the movie? Not force them to, but I guess like like they want. I guess they do want them to see if I can even force it. Like they they can make make it happen where Fox just decides to sit on both of those movies and never release them or put them out on um, VOD instead. I mean, the VOD thing could happen. I mean, um, just this week, uh, One Brothers sold Netflix all the rights to um, Andy Serkis' Mowgli movie. Mm-hmm. Like all the rights, even the theatrical, which shocked the shit out of me. They don't have faith in that movie. I don't know if they have, maybe this doesn't fit into what they're trying to do. I don't know if they have don't have faith in it. Looks, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, has there really been a lot of buzz about it? Like after that trailer, people were just kind of like meh yeah, about it, especially yeah. following the other Jungle Book movie that came out. Yeah. I, uh. So. Yeah, I think the real problem with there is it's Disney that Disney has so defined what people think of as the Jungle Book of everybody's minds mm-hmm. that Andy Serkis's like movie looks like Rudy R. Kipling's The Actual Jungle Book and Jungle Book Part Two, mm-hmm. and I think it threw people for a loop. I saw some people call it the Murder Verse Jungle Book. I'm like, dang, Murderous, I wanted to wow. say y'all <laughs> should read the Jungle Book. It's kind of like that. <laughs> But it's one of those things. Disney is so ubiquitous. Oh my pop gosh, culture. I would live for a dark version yeah, of it, their and I guess it's when you Disneyfy so many um, fairy tales and, and old classic books. Now people think it's like canon. Look for the. Well, I mean, are you really. How many children are going to read like a probably a chapter book with a name like Rudyard Kipling on it? Um, well, a, I did. <laughs> I said how many? How many I didn't say there wouldn't be children. some, Brandon. You're different. We're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> my mom still has my copy of the Jungle Book and Jungle Book too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, well, I mean, it's gonna be on Netflix, and also people will be more prompt, more apt to watch it, I guess, because they don't have to worry about going out to the theater and seeing it. But they do want to still release it in the theater because Andy Serkis wants one people to see it in 3D. He worked so hard and all the CGI stuff. So, uh-huh. um, but yeah, so New Mutants and X and Dark Phoenix. I I'm gonna be. This is my prediction. I'm, I'm gonna be. Um, um, uh, Negro Domus right quick Dark Phoenix will come out Maybe in like It's supposed to come out February 14th right Next year mm-hmm. It'll still yeah. come out that day Even if it doesn't do good Because it's Jennifer Lawrence and stuff And like I feel like Foreign audiences will go see it Regardless Because mm-hmm. they like our action movies Um, And American audiences Some people will still go see it in America Just not like Like you know like that Like but the core fans probably won't go see it because they're sick of these movies. Yeah. Um, but it'll still come out. It probably won't do well. Probably won't be well reviewed. But there's too many like A-list actors in it for it to be like shuffled off onto like VOD. When you- people, sorry, when people say stuff like that, does that mean is that like uh, is that like latent shade at the rest of the world? Like the rest of the world just doesn't have taste. No, I mean no, they have taste. They have, <laughs> they have, they have their own movies. <laughs> like we don't go like. Moji is the only person from TV Movie Mistress who goes and like, like she's not the only person, but she's one of the few people I know who watches like 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 all the real Korean dramas and stuff. There's like a people in America watch them, like a certain group of people watch them. But like like you, my mom doesn't gonna watch a Korean drama. Like they have their own movies. Like French people have French films. A type of type of movies. What what movies from Asia come over to America that get wide release? 
action movies. Maybe a horror movie like Ringu every now and then. Mm. They make hundreds of other movies and thousands of other movies over there every year that we don't see. They have their own stuff to put in their theaters. So only the stuff they like from America. America, they like action movies that come out from America, like with big stars. That's what they put out. That's what they get. That's that's why when they make like um think like a man part one, why it did like it was a big deal that that it came out in France because usually those type of movies don't come out in Europe, they just don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They might come out in the UK and that's it. You make a great point by saying because of the talent involved, it'll still come out. Mm-hmm. But I I maybe suggest an alter, alternate theory to what you said um, because. I know you hate her, but some I'm um, not going to say she, she who shall not be named. She was like, I don't think Kevin Feige is going to let um, the uh, Fox mess up the uh, most important X-Men story twice. <laughs> oh, yes, they will. <laughs> and then, but I think. Well, no, Kevin probably, Feige won't, but I mean, it's already in I the pan. <laughs> but they, she was saying, because even though, like you said, there's big names, it's probably not she, because she brought up the talent, which is a good point. But she brought up the point that a lot of people say because they spent money on this film already. But she was like, that doesn't matter because it's not like people, uh, investors were directly financing this film. They got, it was just that the studios get a line of credit. Right. And that it, at the end of the day, it'll be a better investment if they just scrap this movie and they get their money back on a, mo- on a movie by, produced by Marvel Studios. That's going to do way better anyway. Um, but that's that like, said, that's I'm like wondering. A, that's a couple of years of um of f- uh, fiscal years to make up for that, like. Credit, but that means so. that's a, it is. But they have time. They'll probably get a, still get a better return. Um, on top of that, this will speed speed up their introduction into the MCU. That way, you don't have to take so much time because you've got the, this film like taking up space. Um, so what I propose is they'll probably release the film overseas, theatrically. But they'll do VOD in the States. Like a bad Maya record? Stop it. <laughs> Don't you... Do, you? That was a deep cut, you know that? <laughs> you couldn't have said some other artist? Left Eye. There you go. <laughs> what about, like, limited release whilst Y release overseas? I don't see them doing a limited release in the States if they're on a, on a film this big. I, I mean, even, that's an idea, but I don't see them doing, like, you can't have a huge X-Men film, like, sequel like this, and then do a limited release. Right. You know, um, I mean, we talked about, I think, on the show um, a while ago, they're doing the opposite with Shaft. The new Shaft that comes out starring um, Old Boy from uh, Survivor's Remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming out in America in theaters, coming out everywhere else three weeks, two weeks later on VOD. Well, didn't they do that with that, uh, what was that film that was... Um Annihilation. Yes, that, hor- yeah, that horrible film. Yeah. Oh God, that was bad. <laughs> it was. It it needs to be just seen on Netflix and on in the background. <laughs> Are you cooking dinner? <laughs> right. Um, next up, these are actually all the Disney stories we have. Um, I'll be back. Okay. Um, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and start this up. Uh, so, speaking of MCU and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> Troll like right alt right trolls on Twitter have been targeting like left um leaning celebrities and stuff and sort of kind of like trying to get them canceled and digging up their like old tweets and everything like that. And one of the people they got was James Gunn, who of course is the director of 
uh, a writer and director of Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1 and Part 2. Well, Volume 1 and Volume 2. He also worked on Infinity War. And before that, he wrote the Scooby-Doo movies, the live-action Scooby-Doo movies, of all things. But before that, he used to work at um, Trauma, making, like, really, um, like, sort of kind of bad, campy um, horror movies. And he also directed um, those, uh, a couple of those YouTube um, shorts that are, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it looks like it's going to be a porn, but it's actually a huge joke. Oh, I haven't seen any of those. Probably don't want to at this point. Um, so back when he was first hired to do Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, people sort of kind of brought up, well, why are you guys hiring James Gunn? You're Disney. He has this past of making all these very, 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 very offensive off-color jokes about rape and pedophilia, about wanting to touch little boys and um, people getting raped and making jokes out of it. And so at the time, you know, he issued this public apology this was 2012 when he was first hired on to do Guardians. And uh, Disney accepted the apology, let him do Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1 and Part 2, and they made all this money and took these very obscure um, Marvel characters that nobody hardly knew and turned them into superstars. So the alt-right trolls dug up James Gunn's tweets, made them into convenient little uh, memes, and you know shuffled them out into the internet. And the and, uh, people, the uproar grew again, and by the end of that same day, James Gunn was fired from Disney. Um, Alan Horn, who runs the Walt Disney Studios, um, issued a statement that, you know, his actions are not in line with Disney's corporate policy and everything. And therefore, he's been terminated. His services will no longer be needed on any further films produced by Walt Disney Studios. Brandon, that was super fast. Like, yeah. that was... Thursday evening was when all the calamity started. There was a mess wherever you stepped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> and then there was a nasty place. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then literally Friday morning, he's fired. Thursday afternoon. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Thursday afternoon, he's fired? <laughs> Thursday afternoon, right before the end of business, I remember. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so he he was fired, and a lot of people have you know stood up for him and said that he should not have been fired. Um, Bobcat Goldwift, who was the voice of either Pain or Panic in that um, movie that you mentioned, Hercules, um, he demanded that his voice be removed from the Disney parks in protest. Uh, Dave Bautista, who of course stars in the Guardians films as Drax the Destroyer, he's you know he quit, he stood up for James Gunn and said he should have been fired. Uh, Michael Rooker, who stars those films as um, Yadgu, um, he Yadgu. might be your father, but he ain't your daddy. Um, he quit Twitter in protest. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like well, your character didn't die off. So no, no, no I don't know what I'm going to do with myself now that you're t- to quit Twitter. <laughs> right. I mean, was he even on there like that? Yeah. He doesn't right? seem like the type. <laughs> yeah. It was like, ooh, all these retweets of Michael Rooker and his, you know, infinite not wisdom. Yeah. And so the decision of whether or not James Gunn should have been fired has been sort of kind of going back and forth. And I'm actually a little bit because, like, I can't decide whether or not what side I fall down on because, like, I don't think he should be making films. I don't think those jokes are terrible, first of all. I don't find them at all funny. They're very offensive. But the thing is, they hired him in the first place after he apologized. So I'm not sure whether or not he should have been fired for the same thing that they forgave him for when they first hired him. I'm not sure. But... I see the reason why they fired price nothing to do with him directly. I think they did it because of the whole Roseanne thing. 
Mm-hmm. If you got for because you know we haven't been we haven't recorded about it, you know. But Roseanne got fired from ABC because she made a joke where she called Valerie Jarrett, the former advisor to Barack President Barack Obama. She said she was a mix of the the Muslim, she was the love child of the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. But she didn't know she was black. Yeah, then she tried to pull that shit. Like I didn't know. She said I didn't know the bitch was black. You a goddamn lie. She might be light skinned, but but Valerie Jarrett ain't nobody's white woman. And so she, you know, Roseanne got fired like that day. Like it was within hours. It was before lunch (laughs) that she got fired. (laughs) And that went away to Bob Iger. Listen, (laughs) listen. She went back to her trailer for lunch, and that trailer had a different name tag on it. She wasn't trailer yet. Shoot was going to start that next Monday. (laughs) The people were already at the writing room. They were the ones who came in that Monday. Like, well, we don't know what to do. And then, so Channing, Channing, not Tatum, Dungey, who um, is the black woman who runs ABC, because she had been at um, at um, the upfronts talking about, we know Roseanne's controversial, but you know, people like the show and it gets ratings. Um, and then so she's the one who fired Roseanne, but then she, they turned around and they created a new show called The Connors for everybody else to be on. They're going to pay Roseanne like a one-time payment to go away. I'm like, y'all should have all lost your jobs. Y'all knew the Roseanne was racist and evil and stuff when y'all signed on the comeback. Y'all, y'all just wanted that check. DJs wanted a new house. Uh, Darlene was got tired of talking to um, whichever Mallory sister she, Tamara, and she decided she was going to do something different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that's why they fired James Gunn. They, the whole thing of, you know, we have to be, you know, yeah. got to hear both sides. We got to balance everything they would be, out. They would be, so, so you feel like as a Disney felt like as a, they would be very contradictory. Like they would be hypocrites yes. if they didn't deal with him the same way they dealt with her. That's why. That's what I feel about it. What do y'all think? Um, honestly, I don't agree with any of his tweets. Uh, I think I, I think uni- unanimously everybody can agree that. Like, right. nobody... Things any of those jokes were. Well, did you talk? Did you mention the part I'm gonna miss something that where he said stated that um they also tied him to somebody who was like pedophilic or something like that. Oh yeah, because someone someone replied. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, I think that was a big reason. Like they were actually able to say he was friends with somebody who's a a known pedophile or somebody claiming to be um like to know him went on you um went online and replied to. Um, to these allegations and people automatically thought that you know the two of them were somehow linked together and this guy was is a registered sex offender is it that guy who used to run a digital um, media thing with that um, I forgot what that what that um, thing was called but like I'm trying to see if I can find it wait Oh, uh, y'all keep talking. I'm see if I can try to find it. Oh, well, but yeah, like, but yeah, but that's that, that might is, be why too, because I didn't hear that part. Yeah, so I, I heard that part, Ken, and so then it then it really turned into a shitstorm, and so mm. yeah, Disney had to Disney probably felt like they had no choice, and they just had to clean house immediately, and you know, thus here we are right now. Um, like I said, I, I think unanimously, no one's gonna try to defend James Gunn's tweets. I think the the pause that people most people have is the fact that before he was hired on, he apologized for these posts, though he did not delete them. Houston um, Huddleston, which doesn't matter anyway because tweets tweets are forever. Um, and then 
after the Guardians of the Galaxy One, uh, Volume Two, and so forth, then they brought those things up again, and to have fired him now, it's almost like as if it's almost like as if you used him, mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney. You, you know, you used him until you were just like until you didn't okay, need him anymore. Yeah, until you didn't need him anymore because it's like okay, you you made enough money for us. We're, we're fine now. We can just cast you away. It feels very. Oh, this is some Breitbart shit, y'all. This is where it comes from. It, I think Breitbart's one tried to tie him to this um mm. this guy. Oh yeah, because he's you know, of course they did. Yeah, and it, but um like that's what, you know that's one of the biggest reasons they said it was white white right. Wingers, not white wingers. Wow. Well, same thing. Same thing. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, um, yeah. So that I mean, that might have something to do with it too. But yeah, so yeah. that and um, Ryan um, Ryan Johnson, who of course directed the best Star Wars, The Last Jedi, <laughs> um, he actually mm. went and deleted all of his mm-hmm. tweets. Yeah, because he's like, they ain't getting me. Doesn't matter. Tweets are forever. <laughs> yeah, they're in the Library of Congress. They are the Library of Congress. I don't know if y'all know that or not, uh, audience out there, but so every tweet's is, been archived in the Library need of Congress. Is an inside man in Library of Congress. <laughs> Ali, he's not. Well, he's making other Star Wars movies. He's not doing the Skywalker stuff anymore. You're fine. Calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that man alone. Uh, <laughs> Unless he did anything really terrible, then, you know, well. Um, and the other story, which is still a Disney story. Um, so you guys know that Shonda Rhimes a couple of months ago quit ABC and got a deal with Netflix. She's over there. She's doing like a bunch of new shows, including an adaptation of The Warmth of Other Sons for Netflix. She's got eight shows coming out. She ain't playing around. Um, following her to Netflix... Potentially, he's still in talks to follow him, follow her, but he has quit ABC. Is Kenya Barris, the creator and executive producer of Blackish and Grownish? Mm-hmm. Um, you, after the whole Roseanne thing happened, well, before the Roseanne thing happened, um, there was an episode of Blackish that was that had as a subplot a discussion between a debate between um, Dre and Andre Jr. About kneeling, you know, the, like you know, NFL players kneeling for um, to protest, you know, um, racism in America, you know, people being shot. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, the thing is, oh, could they just protesting the troops and they hate America? Of course, it's a, a kind of foolishness. Um, there was a decision that we were told at ABC by ABC was mutual that they decided to pull the episode and not show it. Uh, uh, it turns out, of course, you know, the rumor mill has it that that decision was not mutual so much as it was um, <laughs> ABC saying, you know, we don't want to offend um, our more conservative viewers who watch Blackish. So Kenyon Bears had been said rumored to be wanting to quit ABC. And as of fr- and Friday, um, just this past Friday afternoon, his um, deal was finalized for him to be able to leave. They are handing over Blackish and Gronish. Gronish already has his own showrunner. They're handing over Blackish to Johnson Groff and the other like people who are under him already. Mm-hmm. So he won't be working on them day to day. Um, wow. <laughs> also, um, just piggybacking off of that, Brandon. Um, new NFL contracts and also contracts um, for um, the leagues that aren't national. 
um, they're being they're being amended so that way there's a clause in it that says you can't if, if you if you you have to stand up or else you will be released immediately. Right, and a lot so. and the players' associations for the NFL, the players' association, the players' association for the NFL is protesting that right now. And so, Kenya Bears is no longer working at ABC on Blackish. Also, Anthony Anderson has been um, accused for the third time of sexual assault from a, um, a woman. Okay. So, I don't know if Black is just going to make it past season five. Season five, y'all. Um, when they say accused of, um, do we know what exactly? Or There are details. Um, you want the details? I don't think it, well, I mean, basically, like, it happened a year ago. I, I was uh, only asking because I, want, I wanted to know if it was one of those things where it's like, dude, did you try to force yourself onto a woman? Or was it one of those things where you... You try to grab someone's ass, or I, you try I to force yourself onto a woman, basically. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, you're in trouble. Bro. And that's what happened last time. Like it was 07, and it was like an issue where I think he was shooting hustle and flow, and there's a woman invited to a trailer. Him at I don't know if it was his manager or his, his assistant or whatever like that. They got accused, eventually acquitted, um, of uh, sexual assault. Yeah, the LAPD is investigating him right now. Um, I think it was a long time coming. I'm just wondering, was that one episode? Because it's kind of weird to me. That was the, like the, the like <clears throat> the, the starter broke the camel's back. Yeah, but I'm wondering, are they using that to like hype up his like? Because they also didn't talk about how there have been, have been other creative differences. Um, you know, there's show. I can't. I don't remember the whole history, but there's been shows and other properties he's been working on, and he's been getting you know pushback from ABC on a lot of the stuff he's been working on. So he's created. He's been creatively struck frustrated, and I just think that's not the straws per se. Yeah. As much as much as 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 much as one of many sticks in the fire. Yeah, I forgot um, you right because they there he had a bunch of pilots every pilot season and never picked one of them. Right. So I just think, you know, I think there's a greater frustration there and a greater story behind the scenes that we don't know. We'll probably hear about years later. But, um, you know, it. Do you think like it, he has a do you feel like as if he has a fallback? Um, like, he had, is there a plan B you can see in the foreseeable future for him? He's fine. He's the, he, Kenya Barris is fine. He's a. As far as needing a fallback, I don't think he there's going to be any issues with him finding work or doing work. So. Yeah, he's he's writing all these damn movies. He wrote uh, Girlship. He wrote Barbershop 3. He wrote The New Shaft. He's fine there. With him and um, Tracy Oliver wrote the first two, and I think he has another writing partner on Shaft. So, yeah, he was, he's good money-wise. Yeah, I mean, he's got this nine-figure deal at Netflix. Even if Netflix doesn't pick it up, somebody will. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a in, we're living in a world where people are looking for more content to put on streaming services, to put on their channels, et cetera, et cetera. And you've got a no, you, you've got a name that's known to deliver uh, properties that make money for a certain audience, niche audience that you probably want. He can like he can probably produce like um, not cash cows, pretty much like films that don't only cost like that like. Cost very little to make, like but make big films money. that can make that can have a really big return. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. so he's fine. If he wasn't, Netflix wouldn't be looking at a nine-figure deal for him. 
Shout out to Monique. Oh Lord. Oh God. Oh God. Mm. Segway, segue. We, we rooted for her. We, we all rooted for you. Now you're gonna try to defend Roseanne. Girl, what you doing? That's my sister in comedy. That's my sister. Mm-hmm. My sister in comedy. Mm-hmm. I think she the only thing she knows is controversy. <laughs> she's wanna be she's wanna be contrary all the time. Mm-hmm. That has to be all that is, because she she got mm-mm. <laughs> my favorite was one of my friends said he's about to sign for a new uh, Netflix account just to spite her <laughs> second one. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and talk about all the San Diego Comic Con stuff. Woohoo. All right. So San Diego Comic Con was kind of dominated by Warner Brothers and or DC, which is the same company anyway, this year because Marvel said we ain't going. Mm-hmm. Um, so the funny thing is every movie I have on this list, except for Glass, which we'll do first since it isn't, is a Warner Brothers production. Um, Let's talk about Glass first. So, I'm I haven't seen Unbreakable or Split. I know y'all gonna talk about me, but I think Ken, you seen both of those, right? I've seen Split. Okay, Ali, have you seen either of those? Unbreakable. Okay, and so Glass, of course, is the sequel to both of those. And so apparently, like, there's a psychiatrist trying to. Tell these three guys, you know, um, Bruce Willis. Pause, pause. Best psychiatrist. <laughs> Don't ever. <laughs> I think she's a very underrated actress. By who, the way. who is she? This, um, you know, I don't remember names. <sighs> I gotta look her up. <laughs> Why can't I remember her name? I can't remember her name, but I think she's very underrated. Like, she plays creepy. Creepy, very good. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's her, her face or her, her, like, her tonal. I'm looking delivery. up the name now. Um, Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Oh, of course it's Sarah Paulson. <laughs> she does a really good job. So. And it just makes me upset because I wanted her to be Cheetah so bad. Oh you, oh, you wanted her to be Cheetah? Yes. Oh, okay. As opposed to Cheetah. Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Cheetah and Wonder Woman, folks. It just seems like Kristen Wiig, it'll, it'll be great value. Sarah Paulson. Ooh, hmm, interesting. Uh, even though I love Kristen Wiig forever for Bridesmaids, she really, I haven't seen Ghostbusters, but I don't see this as her wheelhouse. But maybe she might surprise you? She might, I hope. She's a good actress. She was good in Ghostbusters. I could see her doing it. She, was she good dramatic or comedic? Both. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But yeah, so uh, Bruce Willis, James McAvoy, and Samuel Jackson. And of course, you know, it's sort of kind of like, she's trying to convince them superheroes aren't real, but the three of them all have abilities. You know, James McAvoy has, you know, 24 different persons, 23 different personalities, and the 24th is the Beast, as we mm-hmm. saw in Split. Um, Bruce Willis is David Dunn. He has super strength and, um, and psychic abilities. And uh, Mr. Glass, Samuel Jackson, he is, he's a criminal mastermind, but, you know, he's, he's very fragile. And so him and Beast are going to be teaming up. It's like, it's not like the bad guys are like, teaming up together. Mm-hmm. The trailer was awesome. Makes me want to go see the other movie so I can go see um, Glass, yeah. which... I need to go back and see Unbreakable. Yeah, which I died. never say about another M. Night Shyamalan movie. I thought we were wrong. I thought we were <laughs> off here. <laughs> I thought, thought you were a little... All done? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see Split because it was at the end of, because um, it was at the, was it, 
they told Sam, they didn't tell Sam Jackson that Split would be um, in, in that universe. universe. So when they showed it to him, because there's something that happens at the end of Split, um, and they made him watch the movie, and then he, he hollered. Because <laughs> in his mind, he realized, okay, this is actually a full-on universe where I might actually come back. And this is actually going to be a really good thing. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Um, that comes out January of 2019 from Universal in America and from Disney in worldwide. So, maybe, maybe this could be the start of... You know, um, um, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, big revival, and then it could turn into a whole universe, maybe? Like a whole little. We'll see. Know. Only thing is that Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson are both not spring chickens, so I don't know how long we're going to oh, see the universe true. Um, yeah, pull right. forward. That's yeah, true. but. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So. But, Professor, did you, the image of uh, Samuel L. Jackson, it just gave me. Um, like if Professor X was black. Yeah. If Professor X and Frederick Douglass had a baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to um, Warner Brothers Television. Um, so first they had a trailer for The Flash Season 5. Now, The Flash Season 3 was awful. Season 4 was even worse. Um, I, well, you know what? I didn't watch it. But I saw an opening cre- opening scene... That made me want to go back and watch season four, maybe for the wrong reasons. What was when it? Uh, when the thinker breaks into a, some a prison or something, and oh. it's like he, huh? Oh, I, I think I think that's when episodes I skipped, um, but I heard that part was good. <laughs> oh, I, it, I saw a clip online. It was awesome. I'm like, what? Like, wow. But anyway, yeah, the action scenes have been decent this year. It's just the plot has been awful like they did the trial of Barry Allen didn't really know what they were doing like it fell apart very quickly um the only episodes I really liked were like the first maybe four or five of them were good I like don't run Iris run Iris got her powers and of course the crossover the rest of it they could have kept um but this so this year they're trying to go in a slightly different direction uh they are introducing Exus who is um Barry, in this version, is Barry and um, Iris's gra- um, daughter, not her grand, not their granddaughter. I think like in the comics, it's the granddaughter, and this is just the daughter. And so she accidentally has like messed up time herself, and so she's trying to figure out how to fix it because you know her messing up time has released some sort of like. Um, it looks like it's not the Black Flash, but it looks like another like if it's not a speech or somebody connected to the Speed Force. Uh, it looks like it kind of it kind of reminded me of the Reaper. Is it the Reaper? That's what it reminded me of when I saw it the trailer. Oh, uh, but yes, but um, what's her name? Um, Jessica Park Kennedy plays the um, the daughter, and she's really like happy and bubbly. She's a lot like Barry, um, and it looks like they might have found her footing. I might have to wait and see because I'm not sure. But they did fire um, uh, what's his name? Kreisberg, um, Andrew Kreisberg, who of course you know was. Sexually assaulted. Doing um, bad things. Doing bad things, yeah. Mm-hmm. To all the women on the set. And so maybe hopefully, like, this gives an opportunity to reset the board and to come up with some new, fresh ideas and not underwrite Iris West. Huh. 
have a whole black woman on there and just put her and not let her do anything but look at Barry cross-eyed every episode. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> what? What? Am I lying? And they, you know, they've made um, Cecile a series regular. Um, Dan- um, Danielle Nicolette. So I'm wondering if they're going to give her powers and stuff again. Um, and of course, Keenan has quit. Keenan Lonsdale has quit the Flash, so he'll only be in like the first episode. I so think. let me understand this for him, just to make sure. You're saying that he quit. I honestly thought that it was because they wrote him out. No, he, he quit. Was, so he was literally. He said, "I'm done." He quit. He he. Because remember, he took a break first, and then they when he brought him back, they decided to bring him back on Legends. Okay. But then after that, he decided he wanted to go and do something different with his career. So, you know, he's, he's doing his whole music thing now instead. Okay. Um, so he's going to like be there every now and again. He'd be like a, like a, not a recurring character, but like a guest star. Hmm. Like you'll see him pop up every now and then. I see. Um, he has, you know, if only they let Wally West have red hair, maybe they would have kept him. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you mean like like just just change the show as he as he um, changes and and turns into what he was always meant to be? We ain't shit. Let me move forward before we offend ourselves. <laughs> uh, Young Justice season three called Young Justice Outsiders. Um, I finally watched the trailer. Can I see what you're talking about? There's a five minute trailer. A strong three minutes of that is flashback. Why are they doing this? Like, do you not understand the 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 levels of fandom for this thing? You think we needed three minutes of that flashback? We know every single detail. We've rewatched it over and over again. That's not my problem. My problem is they should have made it clear that it was a flashback. Yeah, that was really. I I don't like when I don't like when when um, studios do this stuff. Like it's it's very it's painfully. Uh, like a slap in the face. Like, just mm-hmm. just stop. All right? We don't need a whole three minutes of flashback. Just give us the last two or one minute of, you know, new footage. You know, just highlight some new characters and be done with it. It's fine. Right. So, in, in the new footage that we saw, like, uh, we saw that. So, I'll let you take this one. I don't watch this program. I need to watch it. <laughs> well, I'm struggling. I would take it, but I know I'm going to bongle a lot of character names. I saw that Bart Allen is now Kid Flash. Yes. I saw that they're like, they've been gone a long time. Aqualad has grown a beard. Probably, yes. Um, And so him and Superboy trying to get that the old band back together. So the new, to do this one job. Yeah. Which which we know will not just be one job. Right. <laughs> um, there seems to be, also obviously there's new, the new characters. Uh, Static had gotten introduced in season two. And so, and so now, here. and so now he's a now he's a permanent character. It looks like on the team, um, there is. Um, uh, I saw uh, Dark Side, and I forget who the dude next to him was, and they were like teaming up. Oh yeah, um, Ken, who is the who's the who's Vandal the, Savage? Ran, yeah, Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage. That's yeah. their animated version of Vandal Savage. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so. Um, who was the who was the I got um, to pull up right here. So Who was the Archer girl from from the from the last season? What was her name again? Speedy. She was with Wally. It's not Speedy. I, no. They, they didn't call her Arrowhead. What did they call her? Artemis. 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 Right. So now in this season, um they have a new Archer Arrowhead. 
and Artemis is still there, but it looks like she she's using her her fake persona. Um, um, hu- not Huntress. Um, what's the fake persona she donned in season two to go undercover? I can't remember right now. I forgot. It had something to do with like a oh a, like a a cat. Tigress. Tigress. There you go. Yeah. So she looks like she's using that um, persona again. Um, because remember, she's supposed to be to the villains. She's supposed to be dead, right? And mm-hmm. I see Black Lightning, I see Katana. Yeah, I saw. Um, I don't know if we call him. She's saying I'm a Captain Marvel on this program. No, we're calling him. We're calling Captain. Are we calling him Captain Marvel? That's that's up to Warner Brothers Corporate. To be honest with you. Yeah, in, in Young. <laughs> yeah, in Young Justice, they call him Captain Marvel. That's because they produced that um, first two seasons of that program before they officially changed the name. Oh, okay. So who knows what they're going to call him in this. All right, fine. Um, there's also... I saw Killer um, Frost. So what? I saw Killer Frost. I saw Dr. Fate, too. Okay. Uh, there's also um, the another bat, another bat family person. Um, it's, a, it's another version of a bat woman it's a it's a woman um it's a young woman but her suit is all in black and i remember reading her name cassandra Kane? huh not yeah cassandra i think it's Kane. yeah i think it's yeah it's cassandra because it's a it's a robin it's a it's a robin that um it's a it's a woman robin that has that turns into her own character eventually yeah um no it's not cassandra Kane. it's uh, stephanie brown okay. oh oh yeah yeah there you go yep because cassandra Kane is batwoman right no, Bat Cassandra Kane is Batgirl. Batgirl. Oh, I thought one of the, one of the Batgirls. Oh, okay, yeah, she's the Batgirl who's going to, to allegedly be in um, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Oh, okay. All right, because because I don't see why they would take out um, Barbara because Barbara nothing has happened to Barbara in season two, so Barbara should still be around. You never know. Um, yeah, Barbara that's has true. a complicated and interesting backstory. So. Yeah. Okay, and that's um, that's pretty much all I can really glean from the from what I saw um, that's pretty much it really oh there's this new character that I saw he has four arms um, who is that Ken huh it's like a bug looking character he has Forager. four arms okay. Forager he's um, from the the um, like uh, the fourth world line of characters like Dark Side Kirby and all those stuff. characters okay okay cool um, next up is Riverdale. They did the same thing with Riverdale trailer, whereas that one's like four minutes of flashback and one minute of the new footage. Skip. And the new footage really ain't shit. It's they're they're going to the lake for Labor Day weekend. Meanwhile, Betty's um, sister Polly has gotten their mama into some sort of cult thing that were because you know she went to some like you know white hotel. Um, uh, white bullshit. hotel. Yeah, like, because, you know, when, when she had her kids, you know, she went someplace where they wouldn't judge her for having, um, for giving birth to her own fourth cousins. Um, I'm not and, going there. Hey. And so they're there and they've, you know, restored her, given her healing. And so after, you know, Alice finds out, of course, that her husband is a goddamn serial killer, um, she needs rest- restoration and healing herself. So now both of them are in this damn cult. And I think so part of the first half of the season would be Betty dealing with her um her mom and her sister, um, trying to get her to eat um um, you know, gluten free vegan food and shit and holding the babies up under magic fires and stuff and all oh, the kind of crazy shit. Oh, trying do. to create Achilles. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing to them children. I was like, oh damn, it's gonna be some bullshit. Um they made Reggie and uh, Tony Topaz season regulars. 
which is good. They're introducing a character from Little Archie, who's going to be a, a teenager like them, named um, Evelyn Evermeaner, who's going to be, I guess, like Betty's like single. Wo- is it? Was was it? Um, what's the story about the, uh, the um, woman who tries to do everything that the um, that the, the wife does? Is it single wife female? Rocking the cradle. It went, it's a bunch of them pictures, but basically she's gonna be trying to like, like I guess, take Betty from Jughead or or, or Archie or whatever by emulating her and pretending that she's her. Um, so Riverdale coming, we'll see. Um, so now that leads us to all of the movies. So first up is Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters, starring okay. uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. So apparently they have to free these damn monsters to let them fight to save the Earth. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> but when I saw Godzilla, listen, I'm it's, I know it's just me, but every time I see Godzilla, I hear the Godzilla Hanna Barbera uh cartoon theme song. Out from the deep, twenty stories high, shooting red fire, right into the sky. Godzilla, 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 and Godzuki. <laughs> That's all I ever hear when I see him. <laughs> So Godzilla's there. It's like Mothra's there and a couple of the other um, Toho brand monsters are going to be there. They're just going to fight and shit. So that Earth, uh, apparently them, them coming and starting to stop whatever calamities. Apparently Earth has had it with us and it's going to shake us off like a dog, shakes off fleas. And only these monsters can save us by fighting, apparently. Question mark. Who's directing this shit? <laughs> Is it the same person who's directing the la- who directed the last one? I don't know who directed the last one. <laughs> Who's sitting there without these monsters? I was curious because the the girl from the girl from Stranger Things is in there. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Edwards directed the first one. Okay, so is he the second? Is he? Let's see, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, directed by um Michael Doherty. 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 Uh, he wrote X Two and Superman Returns for Brian Singer. Okay. Um, he directed Krampus. I don't know if y'all remember that the whole, the Christmas yeah, comedy, yeah. Christmas horror comedy. Um, he feels like he's done shit else. Hmm. We'll see. Okay. One person's so good for horror movies. Are you guys excited for movies. this? I don't really. What does I'm, it come out? I'm not into. I'm not into monsters. So I could. Uh, when it comes to monsters, aliens, and space, I'm out. It comes out May 31st <laughs> next year. Uh, Which is funny because I actually saw the the first Godzilla movie um, that the guy had made. Yeah, Gareth Edwards quit the movie. In, um, oh, really? Yeah. In uh, 2016. And they hired um, the new um, Dowdy to, to come in and replace him. Oh, okay. I wonder why he just up and quit. I, I mean, didn't didn't that Godzilla movie make money? It did. Maybe he just didn't want to do it or, or anything. I also saw um, um, Ice Cube's son is in here. Okay. The one that looks just like him? Yeah. It's so creepy. Just spit him out. Just spit him out. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, Ali, this is all you. I saw. So um, I'm a little confused about something. <laughs> so you know how Disney is, you know, just fired like gun. So 
how does WB feel about these allegations? And also the nerve of having Amber Heard and Johnny, like Depp. Johnny Depp show up to SDCC together. I, no, they didn't show up together. Listen, no, not, not together. Like When you I tell you show. there was a team of publicists and traffic controllers backstage to make sure that one didn't see the other. I f- but, but it's not in bad taste. Though. It's in very bad taste. I'll be honest with you. Maybe you should have like asked um, but Jay- to ask Johnny Depp not to show up. But then he he no mind you though when he showed up on stage he only showed up according to people for just a flash. Yeah, like, he showed it, up it, in it, his in costume. costume and then he you know the, the lights went on and then he disappeared, right? But it's like mm, y'all are really y'all are doing a lot. Y'all the, don't the seem to man. y'all don't seem to be. It doesn't seem, maybe there's, like Brandon said, stuff is going on in the background that we can't, we don't know about, but y'all don't seem to be giving any kind of deference. Yeah, on, 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 this, on this subject matter, even though it's a very big deal to everybody else. And it should be a big, very big deal because, dude, it's sexual assault. So, yeah, help me understand. Make it make sense, Brandon. I, don't, I can't tell how for you. You got to talk to Warner Brothers. But yeah, so they brought him out there and arrested him. Ezra Miller came dressed as our, um, a fusion of Toad and Princess Peach. With big mush, uh, mushroom tip energy. Yep. <laughs> wow. Uh, and they showed the trailer. I, um, I don't know much about Harry Potter, but it's like, you know, it's like another like prequel to the Harry Potter things. They're, you know, they're at um, Hogwarts. So it seems like as children. if this is, this is going to be, well, this is essentially a, a a continuation um fans don't understand why they're pushing they're, they're trying to make this movie about you know how essentially dumbledore takes down um grindelwald essentially but they're they're putting it they're, they're using the fantastic beasts label to push that agenda and i don't i don't understand why like why not just call it why, why even have the Fantastic Beasts part? You could just have it like just, you know, dumb, a story that's centered around Dumbledore, um, you know, basically, and his journey to basically, you know. They're trying to make Fantastic Beasts the name of the Yeah, they're really trying to make right that now. a thing. And it's like, but the Beasts, it, are you trying to say like the Beasts make the difference? Like if it wasn't for the fact that there's all these things going on, there's these Beasts that, you know, he would not have been able to accomplish his goals. I don't really see how, but okay, fine, whatever. And I and I think they're really trying to make um what's the what's the the main the um the actor who's playing um who's playing Newt Scamander um the main character what's his name again I don't know there's these children hold on let me um, look it up <laughs> I forgot his name all right Electra but, but he's very <laughs> but people have people have said already on um the fans and people who watch the movies like he's very blah like he's, he's very British. I mean, that's, that's sort of he's, he's, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. They they keep saying that he's just very boring to watch on TV, on 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 the movie, and so I guess maybe hopefully this is another chance for him to to redeem himself. But you know, yeah, like when I watched the movie, I watched the first movie. I thought he was the most boring part. The other characters were more interesting to me. Heck, the the creatures were more interesting to me. <laughs> so so yeah. Anyways, we'll see. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz is in it. Yes, Zoe Kravitz is a strange. very important character Okay. in this movie. All right. 
Cool. Uh, next up, let me get back to my list. Fantastic Beasts. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> where my list at? All right. Uh, next up is oh we're good. we only got two left so next up are the two DC EU movies which of course as you all know DC EU movies haven't been the best lately trust me you have to whisper that yeah because <laughs> I'm ashamed are you as did a, you work on these movies I didn't work on them no but oh, as okay. a fan of DC Comics I am ashamed shocked and appalled Dude, you know what I bet you years from now this the, the DC movies are gonna you know, turn and they're going to become great and whatever. And then all of us will just look back and laugh at, at just so. Mm. Keep that uh, hope and optimism. <laughs> That's what DC is all about. <laughs> all right. So first, uh, Aquaman. They didn't show this in this order, but we're going to say, save the best for last. Uh, <laughs> first of mm-hmm. Aquaman. Um, they finally showed the trailer. They finished drawing the water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you shady. <laughs> Oh, and so we got to see, you know, the trailer. We know we see the origin of Arthur Curry, you know, um, his mom washing up on the shore um, that his father is a lighthouse keeper for. It's a love story. It's a love story. I mean, it is to some degree. And they hope that this child will reunite the surface world and the water world. And, you know, we see him as like about seven or eight years old and he's talking to the fish and he, um, little bullies come and try to talk shit and he calls on the shark to come and break the glass and scare the bullies off. And then we see like an action sequence where he comes and I guess he, um, beats up some like I don't know if they're poachers or criminals. Yeah, they have a yeah. submarine though. Yeah. When when do poachers when did the poachers get submarines? I don't know. It's a DC <laughs> movie. Um, they're hunting for treasure. Yeah. For booty. Arr. Arr. And so we see Jason Momoa um, um, wet and um, chest naked beating up people. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta use that term from now on. Wet and chest naked. <laughs> and so, of course, the plot of course concerns um, Amber Heard as Mira coming to get um, Aquaman and is telling him that you know you're needed in Atlantis. Your half brother, Ocean Master Orm, is trying to take is I'm um, trying to start a war with all the other realms of the seven seas, and we need you to come and challenge him for the throne and stop it. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was threatening the surface world. And no, they're going to threaten the surface world, I guess, as well. So is he trying to take over all of the sea and then the surface world? Yes. Or is he just trying to he wants to it all. unite the surface, this underwater world to attack the surface world? I think that's what he's trying to do, unite the underwater world to attack the surface. I think that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Okay. And, it's good, and like we just a lot of scenes of like the ocean coming up to eat up everything. And then, of course, we see um, Ocean Master and Aquaman having a duel. The threat of the wet pather has been stripped away. I'm logging off. I actually said before the trailer came out, the funny thing is, I bet you if they do this movie right like it is in the comics, they will accuse him of copying off Black Panther because it's all about, you know, the royal family and fighting for the throne or Thor. And they accuse him of copying of both. So I was like, yes, they're doing it. Well, this is kind of reverse Black Panther. Yeah, because he's basically Aquaman and Skillmonger. Yeah, yeah. Which is the traditional story. Right. Like, they have been told, it, um, like, ages old. It's, I mean, the it's an outline that we've seen before. Yes. Yes, like but, Shakespeare. But non-comic book fans are going to see this and be like, well, we just saw Black Panther and that's... Have you seen... Well, not, they put I'm sorry. A this, is story, this story has been like told across millennia 
across multiple properties. And it's not even, like, it doesn't have to be comic books. It, it happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare is where I will go to. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so we see that, like, these special effects, people talk shit, but they're under goddamn water. It's not gonna look realistic. I'm there's, sorry. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that. And and any kind of practical effects on the water is so hard. Right. They, they just have no choice, guys. Right. It you looks have, good for what it's supposed to you're be. You're gonna have to take it. You're just gonna have to take it's it. It's a magical world underwater. People swim around. There's fish people and shit, and they and they're watching the tournament and they're talking underwater. There's no fucking air bubbles, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we saw. Um, Yaha Abdul Mateen II. I got it correct. Thank God. I was about to call him Cadillac and just give up. Um, Come on, pronunciation. As Black Manta, somebody said you can't trust this nigga because he underwater ain't got no waves. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, they made the costume fucking work. Yeah. He looks like Black Manta from the comic book and he got laser eyes and everything. He's fire. I was like, God damn, how's about that? And the, the the action figure I saw for it too, it looks amazing. Yes, and they made it the costume work. Yes, the, the costume shouldn't work, but it does. Yes, <laughs> looks great. Listen, I, I don't have a bad thing to say about this Aquaman thing, except for Jason Momoa's acting, which will you know was beautiful. Gas, I don't we'll think take it's it. bad. I think they the lines are a little cheesy, well, but they wrote they, they wrote, it, they wrote they around him, him, which was yeah. a great job. It's yeah. what they, it's what they gave him to work with, so. You know, it's not really his fault. I don't think he can act, Ali. Well, yeah, but also the lines they're giving him to feed (laughs) and the way they want him to deliver it, it's not helping this case either. (laughs) Yeah, that was the worst pep talk ever. Yeah. I call it an ass whooping. Permission to come aboard? Yeah. Y'all can't see me doing the little little face he made too. (laughs) But yeah, it looks looks awesome. Um, People are concerned that it comes out in December Alongside Mary Poppins and Bumblebee and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is a very crowded December. Um, I can't tell you which one of those Mary Poppins is gonna win the box. You wish it would be Mary Poppins. I don't wish it listen, it's Mary Poppins. Y'all are severely underestimating how popular that flying white woman with that umbrella is. And they put Lin-Mail Miranda, the star of the biggest Broadway show since Broadway in, in years. As the co-lead, because I know it's Emily Blunt, but it's, it's Mary Poppins is what's going to sell it. They're going to be singing and dancing. It's going. It's coming out at Christmas, so you can take your family to go see it at Christmas. It's the kind of movie you would see at Christmas. You ask your mama, what movie are we going to go see? Um, let's go see Mary Poppins, because it's Christmas. We'll see. Y'all playing. <laughs> We'll yeah, y'all really think they're gonna go see some goddamn um, Bumblebee at fucking Christmas? Well, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's Bumblebee, but I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see. I think I think all the points you made are correct. Though. A lot of people don't also don't want Aquaman to win because they they you know oh the, the they're they're tired. The, well, I mean, Warner Brothers is pissed off out of DC fans, and so now they want Marvel to win. They want Spider Man to win the weekend. With Into the Spider-Verse. Well, I'm really here for Into the Spider-Verse. I think it's, even though it's animated, it's such an interesting animation style. Yeah. And I would love to see that. Like, whereas whereas um, Aquaman just looks like every other CGI movie underwater. Every other CGI movie underwater. How many are there? I mean, okay, fine. It's, <laughs> what's that? It, it just lo- it looks like... Um, it was like every other action movie. I could see that to some it's, degree, it's, but you know. yeah, there's so much there's there's so much things that don't look organic and tangible to me. Like it's just, 
you know, it's going to be hard. So I'm hoping that what's going to push push the boundary here for them is is going to be the acting and how they sell, you know, just how, you know, the, the, the underwater politics and, right. and everything, you know. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see which of those comes out. Shout out to James Wanda for making all that crazy Walker Man shit work. That's why he was saying, wait, don't show it yet. Wait till I get it right because I don't want them to talk shit about my trailer. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Christmas time in April, um, they also, to my shock and surprise, I literally like, because well, I was out buying stuff for the trip and then I saw, wait a minute, is that a Shazam trailer? Because they had just finished shooting the damn movie. I thought they were going to show like a little... What are you talking about? They've been saying that they were going to... Um, they thought they, were, they said they were going to show something. I thought, oh, they'll no, come they in. they said they were going to show the trailer, bro. That, that was rumor. I thought they were going to come with a presentation like, hey, we made Shazam. Here's some behind-the-scenes footage from Jackie Levi and, and um, Jack Dylan Grazer on the set of Shazam. Because that's what I thought they were going to show. These niggas put together a whole goddamn trailer. No, what's his name? What's his name? Your boy, Sandberg. He didn't say no. He didn't say trailer. I think the DP said trailer. The director of photography. Sandberg is. He, he was probably eager. Oh no, he was eager. Because they they listen, they they try that shit out fast. None it's none. Just the like James Wan, he was like, oh no, you're not gonna get my shit wrong. I'm gonna make sure. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, James Wan was so particular about the CGI. None of the CGI in Shazam is finished. Like all like like um, uh, David Sandberg, the director said, oh yeah, all that is temp. Like, we are nowhere near finished. This is going come out for nine more months. And that's why, like, their trailer focused more on, like, the acting and, like, the character stuff because none of the action sequences are done at all. Uh, and so, of course, you know, we saw the trailer. Basically, and Ken, I was surprised. They are doing almost, without, except for the whole point, they don't have Blackout. They're doing a shot-for-shot remake of that Shazam New 52 um, comic. Hmm. Like, every setup, like, the whole thing of him, you know, being assigned to the new Foster family... And everything, the whole like the bullies at the school, him running for the um the subway. I was like, ain't this about a bitch? I know. <laughs> I don't I trust surprised. Jeff Johns. Oh, it's his story. That any t- that's all he that's why he's on the movie division to adapt his stories and get another check. <laughs> I thought people liked Jeff Jeff Johns uh, um his writing. Pe- people blame him for the DC movies not being good because you know why? he was in it was his job to make sure they weren't they were good. Oh, wait a second. Yep. What about the what about the Green Lantern Corps movie that's coming up? Didn't he write the best? Um, what fans hail as the best runs of Green Lantern? Um, yeah, he did, but people don't know if right now he he's a good um screenwriter oh okay although I always like he writes his his comic books like their movies anywhere like TV shows like you know he's done away with the um, thought balloons and stuff a lot of the conventions of comic books in his work to sort of kind of find their way out of it as they try to make it more cinematic Mm -hmm. because even that Shazam comic reads like a storyboard for a movie and the people who begrudgingly didn't, who don't like the adaptation, admit it. If it was a movie, they'd like it. Now it's a movie, they still don't like it. Uh, <laughs> you really can't. Right. And so, I like the trailer for the most part. The only two problems I had with it was number one, they really focused their first, their first like promotional wave on Billy Batson, Shazam, Captain Marvel, and Freddie Freeman. No shit, Brandon. Like. We didn't get to see the rest of the kids. They're in the trailer with no lines. But Brandon, why? Like we barely, we saw Darla's arm. Shouldn't you sake. be, but shouldn't that be what they should focus for the teaser? 
I, yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I realized because you know at San Diego Comic Con, it's not just they, they they don't just go on that stage at the Warner Brothers booth. They had to do they did interviews all day long, and so is I it's hard enough dealing with three children, one of them being thirty eight years old. Um, wow, you can't add four like four more. <laughs> Have you seen it? Exactly by his interviews that he's a he's a child. Yeah, but here's the thing: I totally expected them to not. Even though you told me that, hey, Ali, guess what? There's gonna be there's gonna be a bunch of more quote unquote shazams in this movie, right? And I'm like, and they're obviously gonna show up in the climax, right? Right. But I'm like, you're not gonna lead with that at all. You're not gonna lead no, with you're the not, other, not, you're not, not lead with the cat, not lead with the other shazams, but you're not gonna lead with the other kids just yet. You have to focus on the lead character and his best friend and Shazam in the teaser trailer, and then later on when you get closer to the movie, then you can show the rest right. of the kids. But you have to make people focus on the lead character. Right. Next thing you know, because the last thing you want is for the trailer to have all the kids and for people to latch on to some to one of them instead of instead of Billy Batson. So people it's start going, going to happen. Uh, so people are gonna be like, I'm here for for this other person. They're like, shit, we should have led with Billy Batson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they show like you know like the Rock of Eternity. Um, with all the abandoned thrones set for the wizards, and they show like the Shazam transformation. They show Zachary Levi in the costume of motion, which I think looks great in motion. And the best part is he sells the character so well. I was like, I was so happy. I was like, this is exactly how I wanted him to play. He's a little bit goofy, a little bit fun, but you can clearly tell that he. There's a line he doesn't cross that I feel like some of the cartoons, like in the DC MA stuff, crosses with how just how. Because Captain Marvel could turn very annoying very quickly, in as a as a character in like animation or live action, and so there's a line you can't really cross with him, and Jackie Lewis doesn't cross that line, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I also appreciate like I want to see more of Savannah, of course, eventually. I appreciate that it's actually funny. Um, <laughs> they show him doing that, whatever that little dance that the children do on the on the Instagram now. <laughs> the, the shoot is that what it's called yeah <laughs> oh the whole scene in the um in the um convenience store which comes out of the comic book and it's like sorry about your window but you're welcome for not getting robbed oh hey what's up I'm a superhero <laughs> um but yeah, like, and also the fact that even though they'll fix the CGI on it, the Shazam transformation, it happens like it doesn't, it's supposed to be described in the comic. Split second. Like, that's how it's supposed to happen. I think in every animated version I've ever seen, it's always way too slow. Like, it takes like two seconds for it to happen. No, it's instantaneous. It's the whole it's the reason why the word Shazam is in our lexicon as a quick transformation or a quick the instant change, presto change of thing. It comes from Captain Marvel. Mm hmm. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to see what the rest of it's like. See what the Seven Deadly Sins look like. See what the rest of the um, the family looks like. Um, good on them. Um, all that wet ass footage they slapped together to make a trailer. Teaser trailer. <laughs> what did y'all think of it? I enjoyed it. I just thought, like, I just felt some type of way that they took away the whole second, act, the first act, pretty much. Not well. They 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 took the big beats out of the first act to put into the teaser. There's a and lot I, they didn't cover. And I and I even though and you're right. Like you know when they said that you know none the special effects aren't done. 
So I guess that's why you really didn't see him using his powers. Right. So that I mean that makes sense. And I'm glad they didn't try it with some bad effects. I just wish they had, but they still produced a pretty good trailer. Yeah. Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. What the hell? Yeah, I see what Ken is saying because literally they they went from, hey, he's a he's a messed up kid. Hey, he's being adopted. Hey, he meets his adopted brother. Hey, he defends the adopted brother. Turns into becomes becomes Shazam, and then literally goes for a sequence of step one, learn how to learn how to punch. Step two, learn how to fly. <laughs> so it's like they, they basically just give you everything. So they, get, they, they give you the big piece of, of their plot. They didn't yeah. go into any of the Savannah stuff at all or right. the family stuff. Because honestly, in fact, the funny thing is, I wouldn't even have shown Savannah the way they showed him in the in that trip. Just that one little quick shot. That, that doesn't do anything. That just looks like a, if you didn't know, like let's say you didn't know anything about the comic books, right? Right. That just looks like a random stranger on the street that he just tried to punch. Right. And I also, why would he do that? And I remember now I'm listening to another podcast talking about well maybe he would throw away villain. I, I, I was screaming at the uh, at the exactly. <laughs> Savannah is not Shazam's throwaway villain. He's the he's the last Luthor of the whole shit. You can't kill him off. They shouldn't have. <laughs> that was I think that was a bad cut in the trailer. You don't just show that this guy is a big deal apparently according to Brandon. You just you didn't even show him attacking Shazam. You showed Shazam throwing the first punch. That's probably all they had, they were ready to show though. It doesn't matter. Just don't show him at all because that <laughs> because there's no context behind that. He didn't go, he didn't even go, I'm a villain or I want to kill you. He, he literally just, Shazam just literally shows up in front of him and is like, you're a villain, right? Punch. What? What? what what's that about? Well, I think they want to show that there's going to be a villain. It's not going to be all just, you know, foolishness and fuckery. Yeah. Like I was just saying, like to a, to a, to somebody who, to a lay person, it just looks like the, the, the superhero just tried to punch a random old man. In the street. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> He he was unprovoked, <laughs> and he tried to punch an old man. Well, people also they recognize Mark Strong and know he's playing the bad guy in this. So okay, fine, and he has a he has a very Soviet Union look to, <laughs> to, to him, but still, <laughs> like you just grew on punching. I do people. appreciate underneath that fur coat, he's wearing Savannah's um his lab coat. Ken, what he's, he's wearing the lab coat underneath that coat. You can see the collar. Oh, and like okay. and like the first couple of buttons, he's wearing the goddamn lab coat. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's all I have to say about that trailer. I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, it's it's a I'm teaser. A little, it's a, I'm a it's little, a really really early. It's teaser. a little it's a little off putting. How just like I was saying, Brandon before, like his head doesn't really his head match doesn't match the body. The body it looks kind of weird, but maybe. Okay, and and people are saying, well, it's supposed to be comical looking. So I'm like, it is supposed I, to be a little bit comical looking. I guess, but, but it people just... are asking if it's gonna match the other characters. But I'm sure they redesign the shit out of it if they need to put him in a Justice League movie or anything like that. Yeah. Um. So, but, but that's a far ways down the road, and plus they'll nip and tuck at the thing and post and everything like they do with all these characters, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it for Shazam. Yep. Um. That's everything. Um. Uh, and before we go, is there anything coming up that y'all are interested in checking out? Anything, movies, music, TV, anything like that? I still need to see Sorry to Bother You. I yeah, too. I me as well. I yeah. heard that it's very good and that and it, takes, it takes a turn you would not have expected. And I'm still trying to figure out if I'm going to see Teen Titans go to the movies or not. 
You know what? I listened to reviews, like non-spoilery reviews, and they said they, it was good. Of course it's good. The show so is good. I don't know why these fans, these hardcore... Oh, no, no, but I've heard... I've heard people say it's bad too. I've heard really? Okay. Well, again, I've never seen it, so I don't know yet. The, so. the reason, uh, um, Ali, the reason why the fans think for some fans think it's bad. Some fans are against the whole entire idea of Teen Titans Go to begin with because they want the old Teen Titans show from the early two thousands to come back. True. Because it was more serious than adults, even though it's <laughs> Teen Titans. Like a lot of people don't have appreciation Stop for like being comedy. Trolls. You know, this is a show. It's a show for children. Children love it, and adults who can appreciate like the in humor love it too. Like it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with making a funny Teen Titans show. Um, Lord forbid they make one that was super dark and serious and have bat have Robin cussing at Batman. Uh-huh. I couldn't imagine what we would think if that happened. Mm-hmm. No comment. <laughs> Man, that is that is hilarious because you, Brandon, you you skipped over that too. No, we just we talked about that last time. Oh, they released it early. Yeah, we talked about that shit. Oh that's, yes, we did. Oh um, <laughs> that is just that is just. I I'm still reeling from that. Like I don't I don't even know what to think. Like I I have I don't have an opinion yet. But I'm just like, wow, they're really going for. What are you doing? Where's Batman? Fuck Batman. <laughs> and your couch. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, oh, Christopher Robin comes out this week. I want to see that eventually. Watch it and review it for me. Oh, well, you don't want to see Christopher Robin? Watch it and review it for me. What, what's wrong with Christopher Robin? No, watch it and review it for me. I have, I have no problem at all. I, like I said, I, I like that animation style of the teddy bears because they look like teddy bears. Yeah. Like, they don't look like cartoonish blobs of clay. They look like, they look very organic. Like, I feel like as, as if I could just li- pick them up. They've poured a lot of money into that. Into that movie. Yeah. Um, anything else at all? I think that's everything. Um, so, if you guys have enjoyed what you have heard, you can find more at SSMPodcast.com. You can find our show at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so by hitting us up on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook. We are SSM Podcast in all those places. And if you like our show, come and join our Facebook group, the Say Something Nice Podcast group, where we talk about all the stuff we talked about today, plus a whole lot more. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been... Um, please go to iTunes and Stitcher and rate us five stars. I really appreciate it. And we'll get the contest, contest rolling back up very soon. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been... The Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon. This is Ollie. I'm Ken. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.